We go now to scripture reading, starting with the first, the Old Testament, Psalm 146, which is on page 570, if you would care to follow along in your pew Bible. Psalm 146. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God all my life long. In mortals, excuse me, do not put your trust in princes, in mortals, in whom there is no help. When their breath departs, they return to the earth. On that very day, their plans perish. Happy are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God, who made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoners free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the strangers. He upholds the orphan and the widow, but the way of the wicked he brings to ruin. The Lord will reign forever, your God, O Zion, for all generations. Praise the Lord. And from the New Testament, Matthew 7, verses 7 to 11, found on page 883 in the Pew Bible. Matthew 7, verses 7 to 11. Ask, and it will be given to you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asked for bread, will give a stone? Or if the child asks for a fish, will give a snake? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? The word of the Lord. Thank you, God. Good morning. Good morning. 
On behalf of the Board of Trustees and the staff and the more than 2,000 children and families we will serve before 2017 comes to a close, I would like to thank all of you here at Mount Pleasant Presbyterian Church for the opportunity to share in worship. I wish we had a fourth worship service. I know there's one concurrently going on, but I wish we had another one because each service this morning, Charles has said nicer and nicer things about me. <laughs> and I would bring my phone to the next one so I could record it and send it to my mother. Because <laughs> what he didn't say is that I was a six-year undergraduate student at Penn State, so she would be happy to hear that I've done so well with my life. <laughs> What a kingdom. Whoever asks, receives. Whoever searches, finds. Whoever knocks, can come in. God is indeed gracious and generous. God can be trusted to share every good gift with God's children. I love these kingdom words. Did Jesus really mean that whoever asks, receives? Whoever searches, finds? Whoever knocks can come in. Is God really that gracious and generous? Can God really be trusted to share every good gift with God's children? I confess that sometimes I'm not so sure. Sometimes I'm not so sure because after being in ministry for 25 years, most of those spent serving in child and family service ministries of the Presbyterian Church what I believe and what I see and experience on a daily basis is not so easily reconciled. Consider the current crisis, and I don't mean the opioid crisis that we're hearing so much about. And although it should, this crisis doesn't create a sense of urgency in our country. Reality TV gets more airtime. Now, I confess, I like to watch Dancing with the Stars. But that has those kinds of TV shows receive more in one evening of primetime television than what I'd like to share with you has received in more than 20 years. You see, it's rarely spoken from our pulpits or discussed in our governing councils, and it's never mentioned in state and local and national election debates or campaigns. This has nothing to do with controversial issues, with Impact the, which impact the church from time to time. In fact, it's not even a crisis limited to Presbyterians or Christians for that matter. Yet it's a crisis for which we who call ourselves Christ followers, as members of this body of Christ, Mount, Pres Mount Pleasant Presbyterian Church, that we are called and equipped to address if we take seriously the promises we have made in baptism not only at this service with infant grace, but with the other four people that have been baptized in this sanctuary this morning. Because you all answered that question promising in the affirmative. Of course, what I'm talking about is child abuse, neglect, and abandonment in a multitude of family crises that threaten family stability, such as death or illness of a parent parental substance abuse, incarceration, joblessness, poverty, homelessness. This crisis impacts every church, every community, including right here in Mount Pleasant Presbyterian Church, because it's not just an issue that happens 
outside these four walls. We look at each other on Sunday mornings and we look right, right and we look left and we seem to say, well, that family looks like they have it pretty together. But you never know what's going on. And so most people are surprised about what I'm about to share. In South Carolina last year, and we're not a very large state, there were more than 11,000 children who were victims of child abuse and neglect. And those were only the reported cases. There are almost 4,500 children living in foster care. Actually, it's higher than that. If we have any teachers or retired educators in the room, you're probably aware of the term couch surfer used to define those children who sleep from night after night in different friends' homes on the couch because they either home is not a safe place or they have no place to go. There were more than 10,000 children in our public schools who were couch surfers during the last school year. There are almost 55,000 grandparents raising their grandchildren. Now don't mishear me, grandparents are very important in the lives of their grandchildren, but yet sometimes they don't have the physical health or financial means by which to raise them. In fact, that is the largest population of children who are coming into our residential program today at Thornwell. And it's also a large number of families that we're working with in communities, you know, grandparents raising grandchildren. I recently had a family practice physician tell me that she had an 82 and 84 year old couple who were just awarded custody by the court of their two year old twin great grandchildren. When I share statistics like this that we who serve at Thornwell see every day, most people are shocked, saddened, overwhelmed, or just sit in disbelief. And perhaps you too find yourselves feeling one of those emotions today. But it's much more than that because when you think behind all of those numbers I shared with you are individual faces of children and families. Many because of situations beyond their control are struggling to keep it together. Listen to this email we received prior to taking a sibling group into care. All children are females and entering care due to their mother beating the older two and leaving them on the side of the road. The five-year-old was with her aunt and was brought into care because the aunt had a previous charge of contributing to the delinquency of a minor and law enforcement would not allow the five-year-old child to stay with the aunt due to safety concerns. How do we come to terms with such tragedies like these, having just read from the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew of what life is to be like in God's kingdom? And I think sometimes we Christians, we Christ followers, lose sight of the fact that the kingdom of God is here and it's now. It's not something that's just going to come when Jesus comes again. It's here and now. And when you made those promises this morning in baptism, you welcome grace into that kingdom of God. 
Yes, how do we come to terms with Matthew's gospel? In a climate like this, asking and receiving, seeking and finding, knocking and entering come unhinged. But there's more. Right now at Thornwell in our residential program are children who are second generation foster care children. Meaning that one or both of their parents spent some time in the foster care system when they were growing up. <coughs> and the cycle repeats itself. Yes, indeed, how do we come to terms with the kind of kingdom that Matthew paints? In a world like this, whoever asks receives, whoever searches finds, whoever knocks can come in. Really? I'm reminded of a young man who was in our care. He was placed by his mother along with his two sisters. They had most recently been in a domestic violence shelter because mom had been beat up severely by a boyfriend in the presence of the children. One of the first things this little boy said to our family teachers, the, the parents who raise these children as their own in our residential cottage program. He said, when I grow up, I want to live next to a shelter so that when I beat my girlfriend, the children have some place safe to go. He was seven. But you see, when kids are continually offered a stone instead of bread, a snake instead of a fish, they begin to confuse those things. Oh, they might say, I guess the bread of life is violence, anger, aggression, condemnation, distrust, indifference, since this is what I have been given. And so if they know nothing else, they're doomed to repeat that cycle over and over again, giving to their own children stones instead of bread and snakes rather than fish. No, it is not a pretty picture. It is a far cry from God's good gifts. I'm happy to report that that young man and his sisters are reunited with their mother. And she went on to do work with our Building Families program, our community-based program that we have in South Carolina, Georgia, and Florida, where we work with families who for some reason, are, their, their family stability is threatened. We actually have a building families program just up the road in Berkeley and Dorchester counties and we'll be coming to Charleston, Mount Pleasant area in 2018 with that program. And because of that program, a ministry that you help to make possible with your ties and your offerings and with your support that ch the children, that boy, a young boy and his sisters and mother will not repeat this cycle of abuse because they know what it's like to be a healthy family. You see, that's why we are diligently engaged, just as you are right here in this community. And indeed, as a missional church, as it says on the front of your bulletin, you're engaged in all kinds of ministries, some 30 alone that are a part of your Christmas wise giving market. You see, 
as Christ followers, any of these situations should not only be intolerable, they should be unacceptable. So I'm inviting each of you today to examine your heart and what God might be calling you to do to help children and families. Perhaps God is leading you to become a foster parent. Perhaps God is leading you to work where children are being served and families are being served on a given day. It is work and ministry that is sorely needed. I'd like to close a story about two brothers that were in our care. Their mom had been incarcerated for repeated drug offenses. And if you've had a family member have been affected by drug or alcohol abuse, you know that that's a hard road from which to return. Well, mom did serve her sentence. She went to a halfway house and got additional treatment and got to the point where she could take these boys back in her home. And that's what we want for children. We want them to go back to their families or to a family, a forever family of their own through adoption if they can't go back to their birth family. Well, she got those boys back, but it was only about four months until she was rearrested on drug charges. And the boys came back into our home. And because of the church of Jesus Christ, when these boys, uh, so to speak, knocked, they didn't physically knock, but when they came back into the cottage on our campus, they went running down the hall saying, We're home! We're home! Brothers and sisters, ask and receive, seek and find, knock and enter a safe home. What a kingdom, indeed. Let us pray. Gracious God, let us again dedicate ourselves to extending your good gifts to those who know mostly stones, that their trust in your gracious good gifts for their lives can grow and prosper. And all God's people said, <laughs>